Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post. Um, I have joining me Eon. Hey, this is Eon, and you can find me at Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr, and I'm back, bitches. Yay! Yay! Whitey. Hi, this is Whitey. Uh, you can find me at Yellow Delaney on Tumblr. Guile. This is Guile and Subterfuge. You can find me at Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. And Chicky. Hey, this is Chicky. I am Chickren on Tumblr. Um, we're going to be discussing uh, kind of a mishmash of stuff this evening. We're going to answer some uh, <laughs> listener questions, plus some random shit we found on Reddit. <laughs> there might be some uh, light drinking, heavy drinking, depending on who's drinking involved. Um, also, heavy for me, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the most last-minute episode that we've ever done. I woke up to hear that we're recording an episode. Um, I don't even know what's happening right now. You'll do I don't You'll either. Do I don't even know what we're going to talk about. We literally just got Eon on board, too. We're like, hey, we're doing an episode. Are uh, you one on? She's like, like, sure. Like 10 minutes ago, literally 10 minutes ago. I have no clue. She was basically like, I'm drunk, sure. <laughs> Ready. I'm prepared. Um, oh. Before I forget, uh, I'm I'm prepared for this. (laughs) uh, Before I forget, spoilers and potential for rape discussion because this is our podcast. So, just so you all know, Um, we're gonna. uh, Hey, don't blame the podcast. Blame the show. We should mention. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, where am I? We can't blame the show for this one. This isn't even a show discussion podcast. This is on us. This is on us. We should mention, though, we did have hey, another... I will blame this story whenever I want, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, though, we should mention we did have another recording, but it wasn't up to um, recording standards for us, so um, that's why we're doing oh, this. No. Lucky lucky you people. <laughs> so The recording came out bad. It's my fault. Drunk potpourri for everybody. Okay. Oh. Let's start. Uh, I'm going to go to a listener question, and I totally didn't write down who it was. Maybe one of you will know. I'm just going to... Uh, it was, which Stark Snow Kid Direwolf is your best and your fave? Because I care I so much about this question. Like, <laughs> I think this one was from Doxa. Was this yeah, one? Doxa. it was Doxa, I think. Yeah, she sent in a few. Um, I don't know. I think um, Ghost is probably my favorite. Probably no, because- Ghost is my favorite. No, no, I get it. You can have ghosts. <laughs> because probably because John is my favorite, so yeah. I like <laughs> ghosts because he's silent. I love that he's about silent him. and deadly. Yes, silent and, and a dog is, is a cool. bonus. I have yes, to admit. I agree. Or wolf. Uh, of course, we have the same favorite, Chicky. Naturally, I'm going to go with Nymeria. Mm, she's a total nice. badass. She's leader of the pack. She is she's totally a badass. I like lady. Ladies would be a nice pet. I want a nice <laughs> dog. Poor lady. She's Poor gonna lady. die. So who's left? Summer and Shaggy Dog? Um, you like Shaggy Dog, dog don't you, wind. Guile? Admit it. <laughs> oh no, no one likes Grey Wind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get out! <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm gonna go Summer because he killed a man. Sure did. Nice. <laughs> All right. Lots because she'd make a good pet, and girls like I want the remorseless killing machine. <laughs> I mean, is Summer's not, is Summer a popsicle bun now? Oh uh, no, I think Summer's still okay. okay. Yeah, he's fine. So, wasn't he's in the cave? Things, Summer at the very end of yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Just Summer brings bit. Summer brings them meat in quotations. Mm. Right, quote unquote meat. Human meat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason I let off with that question is because we had a Reddit uh, question that we kind of wanted to tackle, and it was this kind of random scenario. So here it is. You are placed five miles south of book version Winterfell. With all your current knowledge of a son of ice and fire, two weeks before the Starks find the direwolf pups. Ah, this is such so, a crazy question. <laughs> I love it. So I know happened. it's like it's like it's like I've seen too much Back to the Future to like, <laughs> terrified of any move that I would try to make. Them, I know the whole butterfly effect thing. Well, that like, like, no one anything gives you. Like it's so hard to make people believe you. This is oh, I think to make people this... believe it would be easy. Do yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is, that... two... this is Go two ahead, weeks. Yeah. This is two weeks before the Starks find the pups, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we're... you're fucked then because that direwolf <laughs> mom still has those babies in her belly. She's still around and she's gonna eat you. <laughs> you yeah, but I'm not like next to the next to the direwolves, right? Like I'm just hanging out five miles from Winterfell. I'm more concerned about walking five miles. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like, do I have time to bring my snow boots? I guess I'm trying to figure out if we're two weeks before the whole puppy finding thing. What's the? I, I guess what's the? What's the pivotal moment of being two weeks ahead of these puppies being? around like why this scenario why is this proposed well the person must have had something in mind but what is it i i I think isn't that when they get the raven from lisa about john aaron's death is it and then they get word that bob is coming no because they get that this afterward heads uh (laughs) uh what's his face oh yeah um Oh, oh it's before that's what it is it's it's so that you're there before Ned um, kills Scared. Yeah, yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. it'd be, could you try to make Ned listen to Garrett rather than kill him? Or kill him but listen to him first? Oh, well, how would you do that? Sexual persuasion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what I would do? I'd take one for the team. I'd go to the wall, I'd seduce Benjamin, and I'd get Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he gay? Benjamin to convince Ned that it was true. <laughs> Wait, isn't Benjamin gay? I thought that was a popular theory. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I, you know what? You know what? Five minutes with me, and that would be better. Oh, God, that's confident. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some weird oh, emails. To me, I felt like you had to, like, pick a goal. Like, do you want to save the Starks? Do you want to try to set up a situation to battle the others? Do you want to... um put someone specific on the Iron Throne or do you want to, you know, use your knowledge just to enrich yourself? I would like to put Wyman Manderley on the throne. Um, step one, get bigger throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
good. <laughs> That's my, my plan. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, like, the thing is, Littlefinger is so determined to make what becomes the War of the Five Kings happen. It's like, I don't think you could stop him completely. Um, yeah, I think that I, for me, it's like the war against the others is, I guess, the thing I would be most worried about. What if you intercepted that letter? Would that? I would but st- I think that would just delay. I don't stall. think you could, I don't think you could stop. Littlefinger would just find another way to instigate it. But what if again? Robert never goes south? Like, what if you, what if Robert never goes south again? If Robert never goes south again, like what you yeah. kill him in the north? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, like you, you convince Ned the others are coming, and you know Robert, this would be an easy sell. Hey Bob, let's go up to the wall and like do some shit. I feel like Robert he'd be super that. into he that. Yeah, he wants what? to get back to the kill. He misses it. Imagine if Ned came to him and was like, and "Hey, guys, take on you know the bad guys." Robert yeah, would love that shit. That is and a good Ned point. United. Yeah, get the get King Robert invested in the battle. Well, and then the you battle. have Mans who would actually be at Winterfell as well, and you would know that. So then you could, in theory, set up a situation where Mans, Robert, and Ned are all together, and essentially should sort of be on the same team. And I feel like Mans and Robert would kind of be bros. I feel like you just made this whole series better, Kyle. Yeah. That's well, what? <laughs> better in the sense of nothing happens. Yeah, David and Dan. We have some ideas. <laughs> to the email. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I, that would be the thing to do, would be to convince Robert to go to the wall. That actually would make the most sense, and that would at least mm-hmm. delay whatever Littlefinger was trying to do in the South. I mean, I guess... I feel like, though, the hardest part would be convincing Ned in a weird way. It's like no matter how much he spouts off about winter is coming and how he's a product of the North, it's it's funny how little he gets and how, you know, he just yeah. totally dismisses it. But could you pretend well, I mean, to drop based off your knowledge of him? Yeah, I was going to say, we're being dropped off presumably knowing what's going yeah. to come. So surely you can say, you know, I'm from the future, I've seen all this stuff, and then give him some information that then comes true. <laughs> also, tell him you know about John's parents, because can we just get that out there? <laughs> you, know, let me know, you know about him and Liada. Yeah, sorry. look, Ned, we know you boned your sister. <laughs> I would just get killed. Right. Yeah, might not be a good move. just call you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Had you. Yeah. Uh, the thing would be to tell him... I think things that may be happening very shortly and try and stay alive until they start coming true. Wouldn't it be frustrating to like have to remember like that level of detail? I would so fuck it up. (laughs) Tomorrow you're going to have bacon for breakfast. (laughs) Wait, that's every morning. The dwarf will like be here. He'll get a ra- you're going to get a raven from from Lysa Aaron tomorrow, but you screwed it up, and it's actually like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> then you get beheaded. Yeah. But I guess part of this is what on earth would you do to stop the others? I mean, like, do we know anything that could even stop them, even if you could? Have to start gathering up all the Valyrian steel. Try and oh, wouldn't we need to go to Dragonstone and get the dragon glass? I yes. guess. I mean, get drunk. That would help. <laughs> Maybe had not have everybody fighting each other. That would be a good, <laughs> a good start. We'd need to get Danny and the dragons on board. Of course, the dragons haven't hatched yet, so we need to make sure that that actually happens. To uh, have to, to, mm. have to make sure that Robert still sent assassins after her. Then hmm. set off the whole tra- chain of events that would make uh, the dragons be born. Yeah. 
And then she's going to come in, swoop in with her dragons, and destroy all our fucking plans at the wall. <laughs> well, or you could kill Vise- you could send a faceless man to kill Viserys before she marries Drogo, and then she'll be vulnerable and Robert can marry her. How would she get dragons that way? Well, that's a very good question. I could so see Danny being all about marrying King Robert, too. <laughs> oh, gross. I mean, she wasn't really talking about Drogo. No, she wasn't, but, yeah, but I she, I, that's like, somehow. Yeah, that's the usurper, though. Well, it's uh. like, she has to do, I mean, like, there's a lot of discussion about the fact that it is the sacrifice of Drogo in the fire that allows the dragon eggs to hatch. Right, yeah. The fact that she killed him herself. So, I feel like there's a lot of that that you'd have to make sure happened the way that it happened. Like, does Bran need to fall? You know, does he actually need that to kind of awaken his powers? Because he does. that needed. Sure. Yeah. So, Jamie and Cersei still need to bang. They need well, to bang. They may need to die. Oh no! I think that's one thing you could tell Ned. Bad plan. Hey, Bad you plan. Go up to the tower um, at nine p.m. on Friday. Night. Nine p.m. Nine oh three. Nine oh three. Ten forty-five seconds. You are uh, you were greeted with such a spectacle. Well, or tell Robert actually. Is who you'd want to who you'd want to tell? Uh, it's tell them both. Yeah, although it would be hard for Robert to climb up that high, I guess. So basically, so, Jamie has to die so that we can save the world. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't, I don't like know if I'm willing plan. to do that sacrifice. Now, just... now we're Azor High and he's Ernest and us, we have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you could, like, just say, well, screw this shit. I'm going to, like, whore myself out till I have enough money to take a boat to Dorne. Oh, I don't want to hang go out. there. <laughs> just it Full out. of bad actresses. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But was, I think there was a suggestion that I saw that was, someone was like, I'll be a bard and I'll use classic rock tunes to... <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. All right. We, I think we beat this one to death. Pie and open a bakery. <laughs> Is there a Westeros lottery that we could enter? <laughs> I feel like it's either whore yourself out or be a septa. Like, those are her options. Well, I know which I'd pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where's Oberyn? <sighs> okay, that would still involve me going to Dorne. Anyway, I think we beat this one to death. Let's try to go on to the next one. Um, this one, I think, it was also a Guile pick, so you have her to thank for this. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the question is, does Varys know about John, and if not, how couldn't he? Varys knows everything. <sighs> yeah, I, I feel like Varys must not know about John. I feel like he would have found a way to use this against Ned if he did know. Or is he just biding his time? I mean, Varys doesn't know everything. He has sure? circumstantial evidence. I mean, he knows, you know, Rhaegar didn't abduct Lyanna to, like, read books with her. What? What? Sorry. No, they, they were platonic friends. What are you talking oh. about? It was just bros hanging out. They're platonic friends like Jamie and Brienne. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is sarcasm for people that aren't picking up on that. (laughs) I mean, there are things that Varys doesn't know, though. I mean, like, you know, look at what ends up happening to Varys with the whole, you know, Jamie and Tyrion thing. I mean, even though Varys makes that work for him, you can tell that he didn't quite see that coming. There are things he doesn't quite catch. Um... 
I feel like if he knew about John, he would have used the knowledge some way. So I do feel like he doesn't know just based on that. Hmm. Anyone else want to throw anything else in there before I move on to the next bit? Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Um, so th- the next questions are a little bit uh, personal. <laughs> Um, what oh are you gosh. wearing? What are you wearing? And are you single? No, I'm just kidding. That's not the Nothing. question. Nothing. And it depends on who's asking. He's <laughs> in a polo shirt. <laughs> I'm um, wearing leopard print. Leopard print? <laughs> Dial print. Firewolf. Well, that'll get the nerds Fire- hot. Firewolf. Firewolf. Uh, no, the questions are, um, are there any other fantasy series you are all into? Oh, yeah. I love fantasy. Do you want to um, elaborate? Really- <laughs> oh, yeah. I, lots. Done. I love my fantasies. No, um, I read a lot of fantasy, like, even as a kid. Um, I loved, you know, the usual suspects, so Harry Potter and... Uh, Chronicles of Narnia and Lord of the Rings and that sort of stuff. Um, well, yeah, even now, I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, Neil Gaiman. Um, I just started the Stormlight books. Is anyone into those? Okay, someone else told me about those. What? what yeah, are... apparently, well, they're meant to be the next big, big thing after A Song of Ice and Fire, so I'm going to check that out. Right. Yeah. Are they Radio finished? Channel? <laughs> good question. Good question. That's like Guile's question for everything, and it's a good damn question. Um, I don't know that they are finished. Actually, maybe I should stop. <laughs> get out now. That's my get out now. Get out now. <laughs> About anyone else? Eon? I never read fantasy because oh. I hate. Like I always hated things that the characters have stupid names. <laughs> so yeah, that all changed when you started reading A Song of Ice and Fire. I actually read Harry Potter when I was quite old for it because I I didn't want to read it because I hated hate things with stupid names. And I made a bargain with my sister that she would go to I mean I can't believe I'm gonna tell this story. She would go to the she would go to the oil change place with me if I went to the Harry Potter movie with her because I'm afraid of going to like the drive through oil oh change places God. by myself. That is so that weird. That is the best deal I've ever heard. <laughs> That actually is pretty great, I gotta say. <laughs> I agree. So odd. I'm gonna make a confession that I have never read the Harry Potter series. Get out! Wow! <laughs> Get out, Eon! My god! You have to read it! I need to read it, but... You really do. Eon keeps bugging me about reading it, and it makes me not want to read it. Yeah. I get that. that. <laughs> this time I didn't. Okay. Oh, God. I mean, I read all fantasy. I mean, I read so much fantasy, but it's like recommending things is such a uh, scary thing to do. I mean, it's just, are there any that you're into? It's like recommending your favorite food, right? Everybody's taste buds are different. Yeah. I mean, series, like, back in the day, like, I read all the, like, Terry Goodkind and, and, um, Oh God, I was super into Wheel of Time, but I would just oh. never recommend anyone touch those. <laughs> I remember I once asked Chicky, I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about reading the Wheel of Time series. What do you think?" And she's like, "No, no, just don't. Friends don't let friends read Wheel of Time." <laughs> I'm so googling it. I don't know. Harry Potter's good. Start there. Harry Potter's good. I never. I you know, never. Can we talk about the worst fantasy books that we've ever read? Because. 
I tried to read, I tried to read Aragon several years back, and I literally could not get past the first few chapters. Like, I know that fantasy borrows off fantasy, but it was literally just a story that was a mashup of all the common fantasy tropes, and it was just really badly written. So I know that the author was like fifteen when he wrote it. But I'm remorse. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I didn't mind <laughs> that book. I didn't mind that book. I'm, really? Yeah, I didn't mind it. Well, I'll say who I think is really overrated in fantasy is Patrick Rothfuss. It drives me nuts. I mean, it's like fantasy is so starved for good prose mm-hmm. that they're really, like, obsessed with him. But I think his story and yeah. his characters are actually fairly weak. I'm always shocked when people recommend him. I'm like, hmm. really? Yeah, I, it's I, really more. It should be about stories, shouldn't it? Not, yeah. not the, I mean, it's obviously, fantasy. yeah. Yeah, nice, nice prose is nice, but yeah, I think that you can bypass some deficits in prose if you've got a really good story. I'm trying to think, and you know, I ha- I haven't really read a whole lot of fantasy. The only things that I've been into are the Dark Tower series, Stephen King. I like. Oh, the- yeah. oh yeah. I like really like the first three books of those, and then it kind of yeah, went downhill those are really for good. me. And then it goes downhill. Yeah. yeah. I used to love. I used to like the Sookie Stackhouse series <laughs> and like there's a couple books are really good they're almost like crack and then all of a sudden it's like I started realizing that she's like the author was like very homophobic and she had like a really a bad problem with pre- like single pregnant women and in one book like she killed off two pregnant women and like all of the villains were gay so oh she's God. like yeah I'm I'm out I'm done. So it turns crack into the bad kind of crack. Yeah. Uh, that's like other... That seems to happen a lot in fantasy. I mean, there's a lot of misogyny that you're just constantly beating your head against. And, uh. well, I mean, up until fairly recently, and I think this is still a kind of pervasive mentality amongst fantasy circles, but, you know, fantasy is meant to be for the dudes. It's meant to be, you know, the hot chicks and the, all the the bad guys and... I don't know. I think that's why we, well, I'm, I can't speak for all of you, but why I find A Song of Ice and Fire a little bit more refreshing. Not that it doesn't have some issues, um, but yeah, it's not what you think of as some of the standard fantasy kind of, hmm. kind of novels. Mm-hmm. There was this other fantasy series I read in high school a bit, and there's quite a lot of them. Like, there were too many. I couldn't continue with them. But what I liked about it was it was like a chronology. So you would, you would, the next book, book would be about their kids and then their grandkids and so on. But it was weird because, like, they lived in a cheese house. And Ooh, oh my really? god, that's Kyle's, that's Kyle's dream. <laughs> <laughs> and they talked about girls' panties a lot. So I guess that kind of plays into what you're oh, saying. Fantasy being a man's, a man's game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah, there are plenty of, I think there are plenty of good fantasy series. Um, but yeah, I've certainly read some, some, uh, misogynists as well. Some very misogynistic ones. I mean, yeah, there are definitely female fantasy writers who have issues with misogyny and stuff as well. Kind of like what yeah. Eon was talking Charla- about. Yeah, Charlene Harris, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, like, yeah. like, you know, things I'm politically okay with recommending, like Terry Pratchett's books are all, like there's, there's n- nary a cringeworthy moment in those. They're not my favorites. I do like them, but mm-hmm. hmm. we're gonna get so many recommends after this. I know, I know. We're gonna get so much mail from this. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered some books. Um, what about shows? What kind of fantasy shows are you into? All of them. No. <laughs> oh God, I'm trying to think. Um, oh God, like I, I have to. Yes. 
Um, I've never watched Buffy. Get out. <laughs> so that's my Harry Potter confession right now. I, love, I kind of, um, oh, sorry, Chicky, go ahead. I said Buffy's technically horror, I think, but I guess it's yeah, it's genre. genre. I think it's, fe- I guess it's, yeah, it's genre. genre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all the, all the, I loved Xena and, and Hercules. I loved Xena. I did. Oh, Merlin was okay for a while. Um, yeah. I have a, I have uh, a like confession. The True Blood, True Blood was okay again to start with, but rapidly went back. <laughs> yeah. um, I never even bothered to watch the last season. So yeah. I really liked Carnival. Did anyone watch Carnival? Oh my god, I, I loved Carnival and it was yeah. so bad. Oh my yeah. god. Maybe not spoiled, so but bad. yeah. I'm so mad about Carnival. I'm still pissed. <laughs> I, and, uh, I, know, I know Chicky watches Grimm. I watch Grimm as well. That's not a bad one. I do, yeah. Grimm's a Grimm is a great yeah. example of a fantasy I, procedural. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah it's nothing it. like amazing, but it's it's good. Oh, what about Wizards vs. Aliens? <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> sci-fi. Well, it's kind of sci-fi. There's not a standard yeah, yeah, Wizards as well. Wizards as well. Sci-fi fantasy. I think. We, yeah. I haven't finished the series, but um, I was watching The White Queen, and I haven't mm. finished it. But so far, I've really liked it, and. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's based on real history, but there are, there's a, a tinge of like fantasy in it. Wizards, you know, magic. You know what I watch? magic. With my daughter, yeah. because otherwise I'm watching My Little Ponies and Me and Me and all those shows if I don't is, um, Once Upon a Time, because she really likes it. And so I guess that counts. I mean, it has its I moments. I think My Little Pony counts as fantasy. I mean, we're talking okay. about animated ponies. <laughs> I watch My Little Pony and Once Upon a Time. There's my contribution. But <laughs> you, Guile? Any shows you watch? I, no. I was hate fantasy. How did she even get into a song of last <laughs> What? I'm like, you seem to just not like that. She probably had to get her brakes checked or something. <laughs> it was a bet. <laughs> Oh, were you a book creator before you watched Game of Thrones? No, I actually really liked Homeland through the, through the second season, and when that finished, I needed something to like tie me over to like think about because I was obsessing about about it a little bit, and so it was between Game of Thrones and something else. I don't remember what the other choice was. Oh, mm. maybe Boardwalk Empire. I don't know, oh, but I yeah. picked Game of Thrones. And I, I <laughs> yeah, that happened to a lot of people. Yeah. So it was like before thir- before season three started. Okay. okay. Alright, so personal hour is done with. So we're going to move on to the next one, which is a question about Brienne. And it is, is and it's from Anon, is Brienne a feminist? Oh, man. <laughs> so I mean, it's tough to give anyone in A Song of Ice and Fire the label feminist. Yeah, like, well, I think that the term itself is, it's a relatively modern one, so I'm not sure that it could actually be applied in this context. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brienne, she certainly acts in some ways that promotes gender equality, but in terms of her rationale for, for acting the way that she does, couldn't really say that it was feminist as defined by today's standards. I mean, if you look at her story, she really became a knight because she had no other avenue open to her at that time. You know, I'm fairly sure that if she could have married someone and had babies, if that had been a possibility, she would have embraced that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that 
embracing marriage and babies means that you can't be a feminist. But, you know, <laughs> in those days, as we were saying, I don't think the term can really apply. Um, I'd, I prefer to look at it in, in the sense that Brienne shows a really great respect for women, um, at least in the books. <laughs> I mean, you know, she, she pledges herself to Catelyn, just like she did to Renly. She doesn't seem to see a difference in pledging to a man or a woman. She, she's off on this quest to save Cat's daughters. It's again all about women. And then when we get to Feast, we see her really protecting women, like she's saving women from rape. Um, we also see her, um, you know, cut down those prostitutes who lay with lions um, and gave them a proper burial. So I think in that regard, like, I think Brienne believes that women's lives are just as important as men's. So in that respect, it's... She's kind of a champion of equality in that way. I mean, I, I wouldn't use the term feminist. No, I, I mean, wouldn't yeah. either. Go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say, I mean, I think the, the concept doesn't even make sense in terms of, you know, there's not... She wouldn't embrace equality, no class equality even. I mean, mm. she comes from a place where she is the nobility and, you know, I don't see her rejecting, rejecting that privilege or anything either. And, you know, you think about the choices women have and how they didn't have, they didn't have those choices in her world. Well, men frankly don't have those choices in her world either. I mean, they're, everyone's kind of slotted into their expectation and there's not, I mean, there's just a handful of people that reject that to be honest so yeah, I, I don't yeah it's weird I think it's a they weird sort of must just come off the back of seeing Brianna sort of breaking out of the role that was a, that would have otherwise been assigned to her but I really think that as I was saying she didn't really have much of a choice she couldn't fit into that box that that society wants to assign women um and so she you know, it was kind way. of thrust, yeah, she was kind of thrust into another pathway. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so I think for it's me, for me, yeah, it, it, it's Brienne. I mean, you kind of touched on this, YD. It, she is so respectful of women in, in so many ways. Like, one of my favorite things that Brienne does is, um, when she first accuses Jamie of incest, she actually says, that he violated his sister. I kind of love the fact that she assumed that he had basically raped Cersei um, because she's giving Cersei the benefit of the doubt. Like, despite whatever else she may have heard, she mm. assumes that it's Jamie, which maybe isn't feminist, but I think what it does is it shows that Brienne has deep and abiding respect and, and kind of concern for women. She She's worried about the position that women are in in society which I really do like. And, and we see this when she stands up for women when it comes to rape, like the the farmer's wife um, when she's outside of... Um, yes. Where is it? Is it Maidenpool? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when she's, you know, when she runs into Heil. Um, you know, she she doesn't like the position that women are in. She, she hates it, in fact. And it's not... And she's not only concerned for herself. She's concerned for other people, too. So, I mean, in that sense, there is, like, there is a spark of that in Brienne. I think she, she senses some of the injustice of, of the role of women in society, but, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hard to, it, like, like you said, Gal, that's, that's very true. Like, she doesn't seem to really <laughs> rail against some of the other big injustices in society, especially yeah, she doesn't. Us. She doesn't, but, I mean, look at the people that she's protecting. I mean, most of them are the small folk. So while she's not obviously actively speaking out against um, class inequality. She she does, in a sense, 
um, sort of promote equality or she's interested in helping everyone. She doesn't let those class distinctions uh, sort of guide her actions, which I love as well. I think she just hates seeing anyone in, in being victimised. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. like to see anyone be victimised and, and that is it. a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think whilst... Brienne, you, you can't really consider her a feminist by what we know feminists to be. I think that what's important to realise is that her story and her character, I think it's important to feminism. I mean, you know, and for especially showing that women don't need to act according to what society dictates women should be. I think that's sort of the takeaway from Brienne. Wow, that, you guys answered that so well. <laughs> Now we have to go on to ridiculousness. Bring <laughs> it! <laughs> a moment of like uh, reason and logic, and now we're going on to Tony Weaver's Twitter question, <laughs> which is: <laughs> If you were a man, what lady of Westeros would give you a bathhouse boner? Not Brienne. Oh well, then I don't want to answer. No. Are we talking books or show here? If it's um, show, I. Like you know, we're all going to choose Marjorie, right? I mean, it's, it's gotta be. I'm not actually. I don't. Uh, uh, no, I, I, Mar- Marjorie doesn't do it for me. She's too manipulative. I like straightforward people. Asha, I, I think um, Asha in the show is kind of hot. I'm into it. I think Book Asha for sure. Book Asha, Asha yeah, she could get it. I don't know. Uh, I was almost gonna say Book Ariane, maybe. I don't know. You know, she knows her way around the bedroom. Yeah. What about you, Eon, if you had to pick a book? Okay, a book. Um, maybe uh, Ashara Dane. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you may be right there. Hmm. <laughs> this question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like really thinking about it right now. What about like, show? Because we have more. Style fantasy, like. <laughs> <laughs> and we're playing right into it. Okay, now we're going to do show. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, it's it's Marjorie. It's absolutely Marjorie. Yeah, I, show Marjorie. I mean, I'm gonna throw it. Like, I'm gonna throw a curveball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Show Cat. Oh, well, Show Cat can get it. Like she's she's got like tons of like sexual chemistry with everyone. She does. I've really gotten behind Show Cat and Show Jamie. I really could. They um, oh, yeah. they really they did. I could get behind Book Cat and Jamie. Like yeah, I could too. Actually, more Book Cat. <laughs> there was chemistry between them. Blasphemy! Get out! <laughs> Both apparently, you, you know, Jamie, Cat, and Brian. They got it on in the book too. Oh right! <laughs> oh, the threesome! Yeah, the threesome! Yeah. God, I love that, that should have happened. That's like folklore oh. now in Mr. Yeah. Oh. I know who the threesome. I know who I'd go with. The show um, chick from last season that died and turned into Ice Zombie. The, the one with the uh, name. Percy. Percy. The one with the name. <laughs> what is her name? Percy. What is it? Percy. Carcy. Okay. <laughs> She's hot. I agree. Yeah, that'd be my woman. Okay. <laughs> I think. Well, that's like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Look, is this before or after she turned into a white? I'd like them warm. Thank you very much. <laughs> before. Don't, you had to. Oh, I was feeling so good about my decision. You besmirched it, Whitey. You besmirched it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of the questions. But I think we have some thank yous and some people that have written in. Whitey, is that you? 
Uh, I think so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't know the thank yous. Yeah, I got him. I got him. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh my god. I just got here. I don't know. I've got to say that Guile sent in a message. It's <laughs> to get Guile on every time she sends in a message. So can I just can I say that I was typing this as you guys were doing the show, and I was like just enraged that you had not mentioned Cheese Boy yet, and I thought you were not going to mention him at all. <laughs> okay, so it was just one line, and it says you can never talk about cheese too much. Which yeah, I agree. I personally feel that was a slight against me because I told them we've talked about cheese too much. <laughs> you didn't talk about cheese boy at all. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so the next one is from Kevin, and it was actually a comment on our Podbean site, which is um, rare. We just realised that people sometimes leave comments there, so I'm so sorry for anyone who's left a comment and we haven't actually yeah. um, ignored yeah. it. Yeah dumb apparently <laughs> we had no idea that people were commenting on our pod bean yes. sorry sorry uh, sorry so, sorry guys so kevin says uh i'm this is in relation to um what was it 302 uh i'm currently listening to this episode while i write this love it as usual Aww. and at this point in the episode you all are discussing if joffrey has a love of bows and or crossbows in the books the answer is he has a major interest. Tyrion distracts Joffrey at one point with a crossbow that throws multiple bolts. Littlefinger remarks that Joffrey is fighting rabbits in the yard and that the hares are winning and that everyone should invest in kettles to make a fortune on rabbit stew. <laughs> and again, when he shot peasants from a window, giving them leave to eat their dead. Oh, God. Wow, oh, charming. What a gem. Anyway, um, thanks, Joffrey. Thanks Joffrey Baratheon, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for... Um, doing that. That was awesome. I'm so glad. I knew someone would know. Yep. I knew, yeah. Uh, and the last one is an Anon. Um, and they've actually, they actually sent in a message before, which we <laughs> promptly forgot to address. So we're addressing it now, Anon. I'm so okay. sorry. Um, and they say, this will be long, so I apologize in advance. I'm re-listening to old podcasts and enjoying them all over again. I sent you an ask ages ago about oh. the edited A Dance with Dragons manuscript, which was posted on Reddit. Uh, and you said that you'll discuss it at some other time, but I don't think you ever did, um, which is didn't true. I don't. I thought well, we did. You know, we were racking our brains, um, <laughs> and we couldn't. We're not sure. We may have touched on it at one point, but we'll uh, we will definitely look into that and uh, and get back to you or not. Yeah, we need to do some research. We felt like maybe we did talk about it, but we don't know when. Yeah. But we do want to talk yeah. about it. It's actually very interesting. So yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I remember so the real story my... here is you guys were all drunk and you can't remember if you talked about it. Dude, that's Could probably be. what it was. <laughs> yeah, we were drunk. That is usually the explanation. Right now, what are we talking about now? I'm not going to know in ten minutes. I don't even know. I could. I Fire just wolf. remember that's kind of what fueled my whole Stark cest was those manuscript leaks. <laughs> what? Because there, there's like a whole John. bit with like Arya falling in love with. John that's and... Outline. You're thinking about the outline. Oh, that, what the uh, hell are you talking about? <laughs> was a, it was basically um, an old manuscript of a dance with dragons that is being held at the, is it the Cushing's Library in Texas? Yeah, it's, it's, there's a, there's a George R. R. Martin collection there and he's given oh. them a bunch of his old manuscripts and it's one that um, was, um, I don't know if it was I'm sure it wasn't the final, but it was, it was, it has, it has notes from his editor and then his responses to his editor in it. Yeah. So there's oh, some interesting stuff in there. Slightly spoilerish things. 
Yeah. Yes. So yeah. are we holding so on be- to this juicy conversation to later? Or- yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah it'll, we'll, it'll take some research for us to put it together, but we will get to it and on, and I can't believe we didn't yet. I'm really sorry. We will, yes, and I do apologize that we didn't address your question earlier. We're really professional, I promise. Well, as, we, <laughs> as we can tell from this episode, we yeah. are totally professional. Everything's <laughs> under control. I was cut to the news that we're recording in an hour. Yeah. Well, nobody knows. about ten like, minutes before we recorded. <laughs> the most amount of recording was like five hours for this episode, so we're all kind of winging it. It's true. I it's mean, true. I'm going to be honest, I've been thinking about that Reddit question for like days. <laughs> so, it was such a good thread. Yeah, it was a great thread. Are we gonna someone should, that, yeah, someone the, should the, post the, a link. Should I'll add to the Tumblr post. Because I think the very first response is maybe the greatest response in the history of Reddit, so... Wow, that's saying something. Because I didn't want to, like, spoil myself. Or It's that great. The <laughs> Is that the Bugs Bunny one? Yeah. Okay. Oh. We'll, we'll, I have uh, no maybe idea what we'll, you're we'll talking about. The- yeah, we'll throw the link up on the Tumblr post for uh, anyone who's inclined to check that out. You really should. It's a great thread. All right. Is that it? That's it. All right, let's wrap this up then. So um, if you'd like to send us a message or some questions, because we burned through quite a bit tonight, um, you can at closethedoorand at gmail.com. You can also reach us at closethedoorandcomehere.tumblr.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Um, like and review us on iTunes. Bump up our stature on the goddamn iTunes. Um, support us at <laughs> Patreon. Uh, close the door forward slash patreon.com. Ooh, um, our Patreon, our Patreon patrons are about to get a really big treat this weekend, right? We're mm-hmm. recording our oh. RPG episode, you guys. I'm so excited. I can't <laughs> wait. Get hype! Get hype! Well, there should be hype. Like, Watkins has done so much work. Um, so he's going to be our master. He yeah. does the voices, guys. Like, he did voices on our, like, practice <laughs> sessions. It was awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> uh what else oh uh i think i've covered everything um remember hate mail comes to me right oh uh, that's right hate mail garlandsubterfuge.tumblr.com <laughs> or if you want to just talk about cheese either way <laughs> <laughs> she likes them both equally yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah that that's it wow thanks thank you to eon who literally came in 10 minutes before this started <laughs> Why be one hour before this started? <laughs> Maybe it was five hours before it started. <laughs> Thanks for moderating with no notice. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I do what I can. I do what I can. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.